0: Hello and welcome to Not A Couple, a Will and Grace podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm Tess. And this week we are talking about Will and Grace, Season 7, Episode 17, The Birds and the Bees.
1: Oh, that is what this episode is called.
0: Yeah, I know. I kind of like forgot what it was called too, because I was like, what's the
1: plot again? Why are there bees?
0: Bees? 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 I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, that's just, like, the term. The birds and the bees. Like, the one guy wants to watch birds, and the other guy wants to have sex with Grace. The birds and the bees.
1: You know, that is a really strange expression to talk about, like, procreation and sex. Because birds and bees do not have sex in any way similar to how humans have sex.
0: That's such a good point.
1: Like, why would that be the analogy? Why not, like, chimps?
0: I, I think it's because straight people are stupid.
1: I just mean, like... Chimps and orangutans would make a lot more sense. They have sex much the same that humans have sex.
0: But you don't want to think about monkeys having sex. It's like too close to humans
1: having sex. Okay, dogs then.
0: No, that's weird. No, I totally understand now. It's because you don't want to actually like... You want to be able to talk to your kids about sex, but you don't want them to actually be thinking about sex and you don't know how birds or bees do it. I know how birds and bees do it. Yeah, but you don't when you're 10 or whatever. I definitely knew when I was 10. I am going to stick a bird and a bee up your butthole. Rude. Yeah.
1: I just mean, I think that's the inherent flaw there is that you, you, if you don't want your kids to actually think about sex, then they get raised in a horrible puritanical culture, and you have to teach them when they're 23 that they should definitely not be using flavored lube on their asshole for penetrative sex. Yeah. That's not from my own personal experience, but I did recently tell a student that.
0: That's extremely depressing.
1: They were like, my butt is itchy all of the time. And I was like, because you've a yeast infection. Yuck. Let's talk about this episode.
0: (laughs) Yes, please. All right, so this episode, The Birds and the Bees. Grace drags Will along on her first date with Nick, Edward Burns. Karen tries to set Jack up on a date with the neighborhood bird enthusiast, Luke Perry. But things don't quite go as she has planned.
1: So let's talk about Luke Perry first.
0: It's so sad. I forgot that he existed. And he's dead.
1: He's dead. So Luke Perry is dead. died. In the last year? Yes. Ish?
0: Probably it's been about a year now. Yeah. Because he um, was, it was around now-ish because he wasn't in the In Memoriam on the Oscars. Which means he must have died after the Oscars, but probably very close to it because they forgot about him.
1: But, if I recall correctly, he also was not in the In Memoriam of the Oscars this year. That's what I mean. Like, no. he wasn't
0: in it this year. He must have died very close to
1: no, but he wasn't in it last year either.
0: Yes, so it was after that, but do you understand what I'm
1: saying? I do now, but you explained it bad.
0: <laughs> you explained it bad. Whatever, listeners, Luke
1: Perry's dead. Luke,
0: <laughs> listeners, tune in with your thoughts on which of us was in the wrong here.
1: <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> so Luke Perry is playing a bird watcher. So they set this up in a very strange way because Karen is like, oh no, I have a peeping Tom. Jack, come over and protect me because patriarchy
0: i think it's even like like it, it's kind of that but like even from very early on karen's like i have a peeping tom come over and like we'll arrange the furniture so i look more attractive
1: like yeah the
0: the bloodline line opens with like a peeping tom which is like bad but then it also opens with like karen being like i'm really interested in this peeping tom seeing me naked better yeah it's, it's like, very okay. strange
1: and so like <laughs> at all of the interactions that happen like jack is like going on and on about how disgusting and horrible he thinks it is that this person would be viewing Karen as an object while he's, like, spanking her. Spanking her,
0: yeah. That's, like, a weird undercurrent of the episode. It's
1: very strange, and it's just sort of, like... I don't know. It feels like it just backed the episode into the plot a little bit strangely.
0: Yeah. But anyways, spoiler alert, Karen does not, in fact, have a peeping Tom. She has a bird. a bird watcher.
1: Because there's a bird on her windowsill.
0: Yeah, which we, like, see, but just barely. Also, like... The way it's described, it sounds like it's a huge bird of prey. Like it's like... a
1: big-ass bird, and it's just, like, like a <laughs> yeah. tiny bird.
0: Like, I seem like I need binoculars. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but so we meet Luke Perry, who is playing, apparently, a gay. It's uh-huh. kind of taken for granted that because he's a birdwatcher, he's a gay. Um, which is... Which is fine. I
1: cannot think of any other birdwatching gays.
0: You mean birdwatching people who aren't gay?
1: No, I can't think of any bird watchers who are gay.
0: I see what you're saying. See, I can't think of any bird watchers who are straight.
1: You can think of gay bird watchers? Old gays bird watch all the time. Name one old gay bird watcher. I don't hang out with old gay bird watchers. I think this is a cultural assumption that you're making.
0: Audubon was gay. Was he? I don't know. I just thought that that was a really confident statement that I could probably make (laughs) without you knowing the answer. (laughs) I mean, if he was around in the 18th century or 19th century, or whichever one it was, like, they were all a little gay.
1: That's true.
0: Gabraham Twinkton.
1: Gabraham Twinkton. I rest yeah. my case. That's a good point. I-, I bow to your argument. Yes, thank you. But so then, using the, the birdwatching conceit, the episode introduces us to the subspecies of gays. Mm-hmm. And they make what I would like to say is a faulty assertion which is that luke perry's character is a hot gay nerd
0: yeah this is like so the thing with the species is also like it's one of like eight or nine different joke motifs they try out over the course of this episode and it lasts longer than some of the other ones which is weird because it's not as funny but i also take umbrage with the fact that they're calling him a hot gay nerd at all
1: Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, hot gay nerd is definitely a subspecies of gay. Sure. Like, 100%. But a bird-watching weirdo is not a hot gay nerd.
0: Yeah, I feel like this is, like... So, this episode is coming out at a time when, like, TV had not decided what nerds were. Yeah. Like, Big Bang Theory isn't on. Like, being a nerd isn't cool.
1: Yeah, nerds have not had their renaissance yet.
0: So, like, the definition of nerd that the show seems to be going with is, has glasses is doing something weird no one else would do. And I feel like, in the hierarchy of of smart weirdness,
1: that's a geek. Yeah, I mean, like, I've heard the definition of nerd a few times. Like, someone who is, like, unironically enthusiastic about something. Mm-hmm. And I can accept that on a certain level. But I think that this person doesn't seem unironically enthusiastic about bird watching. He just seems like a dork.
0: Like I feel like the distinction is that. And and maybe this is something that wasn't a distinction at the time. I feel like a geek is someone who's really in something that's weird.
1: Yeah, I think that's the thing is like nerdiness, you can be nerdy about anything. Right. You can be nerdy about sex, which is like mm-hmm. a very like not niche thing, but you can also be really nerdy about like dungeons and dragons. Right. And sometimes like I feel like the
0: the threshold is like a nerd is really intense about something that most people are could be a little interested in. Like it's it's about the magnitude and the level of specificity. Yeah. I don't feel like the same depth of knowledge is actually required to be a geek.
1: I would agree, but it has to be like an obsessive dedication mm-hmm. to a very niche thing. Yeah. Like bird watching. Yeah. Like something that's just not part of like the cultural paradigm of acceptable behavior.
0: I feel like I feel like there's always a third one that goes with geek and nerd. It's dork. Is it dork?
1: I think it might be dork.
0: I feel like dork has moved away from that in modern times. Because now a dork is just someone who's just weird or strange Goofy. or like a dumbass. Like, yeah, I feel like that's moved out of the same category. I feel
1: like dork has become like a behavior now. Like, oh. you can act dorky regardless of what, like, subculture But you can gay. act
0: nerdy or geeky. You can geeky. act
1: nerdy and geeky, but you can also be nerdy and geeky. But mm. I feel like you can't really be dorky so much anymore. Yeah. You can dress dorky. You can act dorky. That's true. You can, like...
0: It's not really an identity.
1: Yeah. It's like no one is, like, proclaiming their dorkness. Mm.
0: Right. But it's not even, like, a pejorative as much anymore. Like Yeah.
1: It's almost like a sort of weird, like term of endearment
0: like if you're trying to be mean to smart people you would call them nerds or geeks you wouldn't call them a dork
1: no like a dork is just like someone who wears socks with sandals or whatever or like or like a dork is like when your partner says something really like schmaltzy and goofy and you're like Mm. oh my god you dork stop it (laughs) like but it's not like a it's not like an identity right that's our official take on geeks Mm -hmm. and nerds and so Ergo, official decision, Luke Perry is not a hot gay nerd.
0: No. And arguably, with those glasses on, he's not a hot gay geek either.
1: He's not a hot gay anything. Those glasses are atrocious. Yeah,
0: they are really bad. Like,
1: And the hat? Yeah, And the no. vest?
0: He's he's just having an off night. He's wearing a lot of khaki.
1: Here's the thing. like Luke Perry, in and of himself, is a very attractive person.
0: He can get it.
1: He can get it. If I there's mean...
0: sex in heaven, he is exhausted.
1: I wish you all could have just seen the look on Matthew's face right now. (laughs) But yeah, so like Luke Perry's—he's a a hot dude. Like he could get all of the sex, Uh but the way they've dressed him is so unattractive that the fact that then they try and. Like
0: Jack is interested in the hot gay nerd. I'm
1: like, no, Jack would not be interested in this person. He's wearing cargo pants. Now,
0: to be fair, he's wearing something that borderline Jack has worn before.
1: Yes, we do have to keep in mind this is still like the early aughts, and
0: Jack often dresses very ridiculously. Like considering that his whole character trait for much of the early seasons of the show is that he's gay and, and fashionable, he has, and he's no other personalities. He mostly just wears khaki pants and V-neck sweaters.
1: It is it's so weird. Maybe that was fashion at the time, though.
0: I guess, but...
1: I guess part of me is just like, I don't know what gay fashion was, because the only thing I have to go off of is, like, Zoolander, which was sort <laughs> of, like, <laughs> taken to the max. Oh, it's... And those people were all straight.
0: Kill the Prime Minister of Malaysia! Don't
1: kill the Prime Minister of Malaysia. Don't do it, listeners.
0: Don't do it. If anyone kills the Prime Minister of Malaysia, we didn't do it. Do you hear that, NSA? I know you're listening. This plotline is actually, like, funny, but for totally the wrong reasons. It
1: is Like, they're killing
0: it. Like, especially Karen and Rosario, who shows up partway through, just, like... Get a ton of mileage out of this weird bit.
1: It's so strange. And, like,
0: at one point, they catch the bird and they to bring like, it in.
1: To lure the hot nerd.
0: <laughs> right. But Karen, like, lures it in by, like, dipping it in her martini. So the no, bird, no, no, like.
1: No, no. Because no. there was an earlier joke about her Mint Milanos. <laughs> she lured it in with Mint Milanos and then gave it some brandy to wash it down. And by gave it some brandy, she means she just kind of dunked its head in her glass. <laughs>
0: And, like, there's this little bit where, like, the bird just, like, falls off its thing, and Karen's like, oh, no, I'll fix it. And she comes back with the cage, and it's just full of money. Uh-huh. And, like, how does Rosario end up reviving the bird? She just
1: slapped it. That's right. She slapped the bird. She
0: slaps the bird. I mean, this bird is, like, it's, like, less than What's a hand tiny high. tiny
1: little bird. If you
0: slap this bird, that would kill the bird.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure she said that she, like, gave it some coffee and slapped it. And like, then the bird came back. Which but works th-
0: for Karen, so... Yeah,
1: that's true. Maybe that's how she learned. Mm-hmm. But then we also learned that we are correct in our supposition that Luke Perry is not a hot gay nerd, but we were incorrect in assume- assuming that he was a hot gay geek or not hot right. or anything. Just like He's apparently a hot gay opportunist, which is just someone who wants money. Isn't that just
0: everyone in New York, though? Isn't that That's just- not really a subclass. Isn't
1: that just Americans? Isn't that just gay people isn't that just people? I'm not going to
0: lie. The threshold for who I would sleep with would... Wait, which way does the, where the threshold go? Up or down?
1: I, I don't... The, you have I'd
0: look. fuck a lot more dudes if I was a cage full of money. My standards would drop. There you go. That's, that's what I'm looking for. My standards would be way lower. There's probably still people I wouldn't fuck for a cage full of $100 bills.
1: But it's a pretty small number. Give me one person you wouldn't fuck for a cage full of $100 bills. Jim Carrey. Really, you wouldn't fuck Jim Carrey?
0: Uh, maybe it would depend on what style Jim Carrey look he's rocking. It's probably a Jim Carrey look where I'd be like, okay. Just the first thing that popped into my head.
1: Okay, that
0: that was very informative. Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, so then all in all, we learned nothing. But weirdly, this was hilarious. So, yeah.
0: and that's how we feel about the other plot line this week too with Will and Grace, like deeply funny but like shouldn't have
1: been oh my god like okay so here's the thing i was we were talking about this off mic a little bit and i was trying to express why i found this plot line so confusing and frustrating Mm -hmm. and i think it's because the show as of late in the episodes we've been watching has really been playing with and branching out from the sort of standard will and grace plot Whereas this week was sort of like a return to form, Mm -hmm. but it's a form that I don't really like.
0: It's like classic, problematic Will and Grace, where Grace is awful.
1: Yes. So in this form, which we have seen multiple and many times, Grace asks Will for his assistance for typically a romantic situation, but sometimes it's work.
0: But usually it's romantic because in classic Will and Grace, Grace is the only one who's allowed to get laid.
1: Yes. And so she asks Will to do something frankly ridiculous for the sake of her romantic life mm-hmm. will sacrifices his own romantic life mm-hmm. or anything else going on in his life to do this thing for her. she is extremely ungrateful and
0: <laughs> what a great way to phrase that. And
1: then that's the end like that the, that's nothing the end happens. Of the episode. there are no
0: consequences. The, there's no
1: consequences at the end of the episode and nobody ever gets called out. like it's it's frustrating because that's exactly what happens.
0: Yeah. So this week's iteration of that features Grace on a date with Nick,
1: right? Nick. The guy who beau. gets dumped at the holiday, okay? That's all I yeah. can think of when I look at him.
0: I'm just getting excited for when she dumps him. But objectively on this show, he'll probably dump her somehow. Um, Grace decides that Will has to go on her date with Nick because, because she... she can't control herself sexually.
1: Yeah, she's arbitrarily decided that she moves too fast in relationships. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 the reason I say arbitrarily is not because it's not true because in the past we have seen her throw herself like into engagement straight
0: on someone's penis
1: onto someone's penis right away like she gave up having a baby with will because she like met Leo so they didn't even go out like yeah
0: that was a whole
1: it was a whole thing so like it's not that it's not true but it's just sort of like the realization mm-hmm. and her deciding to do something about it feels very like out of left field yeah. Like, Grace has not done enough self-work or seen a therapist, like, she did not get the number from Vince, Mm-mm. to to, Which come, was rude of him. to come to that conclusion on her own. So yeah. it feels very arbitrary. And it's, it's just strange because
0: someone who, as we see over the course of the episode, like, Grace kind of makes the point is that, like, she throws herself into relationships before the other guy's ready. Yep. And then it's a problem. And he seems like he needs a will to be like, hey, don't throw yourself right into this vagina, buddy. Because yeah. he's, like, ready to go. Like, he's, like... Being all romantic and like,
1: I I feel like are they talking about even kids at one point? Like when they, well, they're talking about families and he mentions that he has like a fuck ton of, ki- of siblings. Yeah. And, like, then they're at the restaurant and he, like, steals the menu.
0: Yeah, which is, like, so cute but so gross. And
1: she's, like, you just stole that menu. And he's, like, yeah, because if this works out in, like, a few months I can give this to you as, like, a really thoughtful anniversary mm-hmm. gift or whatever. And it's, like, cute but also, like, first off, he got caught to put that menu back. So yeah, like,
0: <laughs> sorry, no.
1: Sorry, no. Second <laughs> off, it doesn't work if you tell them.
0: Well, yeah, I guess. Maybe it's just his move. Maybe he does that in all of his first Maybe days. that's
1: his move. But he, something about him feels very, like, disingenuous. Like, he yeah. is also, like, just not able to control himself mm. and is throwing... And we also know from when we first met this character last episode that he just got divorced.
0: Right. And he writes reading cards. So, so like, like, his whole relationship to love is, like, deeply fucked.
1: Yeah. It's, like, super duper fucked.
0: Like, it's, it's so fucked that it kind of seems like this is, like, a backdoor pilot for a different NBC show. Like, if you think about it, like
1: <laughs> the fucked up greeting card writer who just got out of a marriage. I'm trying to think
0: what you'd even call that like condolences <laughs> I
1: love it. Yeah. let's pitch that. Let's pitch that now. Gonna... with the same actor, same actor. He's <laughs> just... not doing anything. yeah, I mean, he's... he's done nothing since the holiday,
0: yeah, I mean, just totally like low budget role for him for NBC. like they don't have to go in big on the lead actor. It's great. It's <laughs> totally great,
1: but yeah, so Basically, Grace makes Will come with on this date. And, like, they have this whole contrived, like, thing where he's going to get to the restaurant and sit by himself. Uh They're going to see each other. And she's going to be like, oh, Will, why don't you join us? And then that doesn't happen at all. Because Grace is like, no, I'm having a good time. Go away. But I need you to stay here (laughs) at the restaurant because otherwise I will fling my vagina at this man. Right. And so. I don't really understand
0: why Will doesn't just stay home because they go to her apartment. Yeah, in the end, it but does, whatever, like,
1: was she like, was Grace's concern that she was like going to blow this guy during dinner? Admittedly,
0: like, maybe it was.
1: Okay, then that, that's uh, I don't know. The, the bright side, it is very funny. Yeah, it
0: doesn't make sense why it's funny, but like, there's this like weird plot with Will where like he's waiting to be called in. But he's sitting by a fireplace because he thought he wouldn't be there very long, and he just keeps like taking off his clothes. Oh my god! Because he's, he's sweating like, through them. So
1: sweaty. And there's like a moment where like the waitress is like, "Sir, you have to wear a coat <laughs> in the dining room," and he's just like, "I have like on like a what kind of sweater is he wearing? Like an Yves Saint Laurent sweater? Yeah, or whatever. he's like, I have
0: an Yves Saint Laurent and like I, sweater. I
1: will be dressed appropriately." And then like smash cut to like five minutes later, he is like covered in sweat. Down He's like
0: auditioning for Stanley and Street Car yes, Desire. Yeah, so he's like
1: down to his like wife beater.
0: <sighs> it's just awful. It's so funny, but it's so stupid. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. It's like They literally had to contrive a restaurant where he could be sitting by a fireplace so they could put this C-plot in. And it's just, it's It's so so dumb. It's so
1: ridiculous. He's just so sweaty. And like, every time- So
0: miserable. Every
1: time you go back to the table, he has more and more bottles of water in front of him.
0: There's actually kind of a nice trendy thing that happens where he ends up with like, his sweater is normally a solid, but then after he's been sweating so much, it kind of has like a stripe
1: down the sides. Yeah. It's sort of like a slimming. It's like a
0: tracksuit. It's actually, it looks great on him, except that you know it's sweat. (laughs) But other than that, really, really flattering.
1: So then, of course, in classic Grace just sucks fashion, mm-hmm. he, like, goes to say something to the waiter who's been harassing him and he <laughs> has to leave because he's, basically, leave, he's basically nude now in this, <laughs> in this place and he's super sweaty. He goes to be like, actually, I'm about to join my friends so I can move away from the fire. And then he turns and Grace and the guy are gone. Yeah,
0: which, which is just. So typical. So
1: typical of this sort of plot that we've seen like a thousand times. Like, Grace is just so thoughtless. Like, Mm -hmm. couldn't even... And I understand that this is like before texting was like super big. But that was a perfectly appropriate time to break out a text be like, hey, we're leaving. Yeah. Just so that he wasn't like befuddled and covered in sweat and looking helplessly at the empty table.
0: And he still has to pay for all those bottles of water. I mean, that must be expensive. You can't just get, like, extra bottles of water. You have to pay for those, I think.
1: Especially when they're Perrier. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not like it's just tap water. Yeah. So.
0: This episode, This episode. And, like, the thing that's frustrating is that there are no consequences. Right. At all.
1: That's the thing. Is so, like, they get back and Mm -hmm. Grace has clearly snuck. Like, she gives Will this whole speech about how he was so helpful. Yeah. And then she clearly snuck Nick back into the house. And yeah. he was on the balcony. And Will's like,
0: that's a nice speech. And goes straight for, like, the balcony. And, like... Opens the doors and pushes Nick out of the apartment. And he's just
1: like, have a good night. She'll put out next time. Which is, like, so problematic.
0: Yeah, just so many questions.
1: But, like... And that's it. That's the end of the episode. There's no grace, you ignorant slut. Like, There's not even
0: a teaser. like a, Or, a, not a teaser, but a tag... Like, the episode's just over. It's
1: just over now. And it's very, very weird. Because the thing... I think the reason I found this so irritating was because we've seen them navigate this sort of shit more successfully as of late. Mm
0: -hmm. And this
1: felt almost like they didn't have an idea for a Will and Grace plot this week, so they went back to the archives and just, like, dusted one off. Well,
0: this is the... In some ways, the fundamental problem with network TV before they realize that they need to just stop doing 24 episodes a season. Mm -hmm. Because you do get episodes where you just have to, like, let other writers write and, like, they're keeping to the format and, like, they're like, let's do an episode where Grace goes on a date and Will gets really sweaty. And it's like, cool, that's different, but
1: but it's really not. It's not. It's just filler. It's fluff.
0: And it's kind of the problem that I think people said that the revival was going to have, which it didn't at first and now does. Which is that it's just rehashing the same old beats again. Like, the characters are never really growing or changing. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, we know from watching the long arc of the show that Will and Grace have evolved as characters. But when they're putting the plots like this, they really haven't. Because we know that Grace has, you know, had a bunch of serious relationships and gotten divorced and learned from that. And we know that Will has finally started to have some serious relationships Mm -hmm. and that he's out of a relationship. But this episode could be put... In any season of Will and Grace. And it would not make any difference. There's yep. nothing about it that screams these characters have grown and matured over seven years.
1: Yeah, it's nothing... Nothing about it suggests that this is Will and Grace of this specific time period in their lives. Mm-hmm. This is Will and Grace post, like, these relationships, pre-these relationships. Mm-hmm. It could This could be a season one episode. Yes. Frankly, arguably, it would be
0: better as a season one episode because there it would show growth.
1: Exactly. If it had been a season one episode, we would have gotten some fun cultural context mm-hmm. about, like, hockey nerds. Right. And that would have been, like, introducing that to America. And, like, back in season one, because we just seen Grace and Will, who are both navigating getting out of serious relationships, mm-hmm. the two of them getting into dating shenanigans actually was, like, fun and refreshing and different. Right. But, like, now it just sort of felt, this felt tired and, yeah. and old and, like, way more funny than it had any right to be.
0: That's why I feel like I can't complain about it too much. Because it is still funny. Yes. But it's not funny where it should be. Like, the bit of it that's tired is not funny. The scene of Will sweating through his sweater, funny. Mm-hmm. In the Karen and Jack plotline, like, the scenes of Karen and Rosario interacting, funny. Yeah. But, like, the repeated beats where it's like, Grace is bad at her relationship with other people and bad at her relationship with Will, that's not working.
1: That's not new information. This is just, like, a rehash of a rehash of a rehash at this point. I'm over it. Move on. Yeah. There, done that, bought the t shirt. Let's do something else. All right, I think
0: that's all we have for this week.
1: I think so too.
0: Thanks for joining us. It was lovely to have you.
1: It was beautiful. This was a lovely time. And now, I will, in a very gentle voice, tell you where you can find us on the internet.
0: Tess, this is so soothing. It's almost like an ASMR video. I could whisper it, but
1: that would be weird. okay but if you want to follow us on the internet you can find us on twitter that's our main social media we are at not a couple show in addition to posting updates about this show that you're listening to right now we also live tweet episodes of the revival um you can also find us on facebook and on tumblr and send us an email at not a couple podcast at gmail.com um if you're listening to this episode you figured out where you can stream us but if you haven't we are located on spotify on Podbean and on Apple Podcasts. Tell a friend. Tell your mom.
0: Tell your mom. Yeah, that would be nice.
1: Tell your mom.
0: All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to us this week. I'm Matthew. I'm Tess. And this is Ben, Not a Couple. Bye bye. This episode of Not a Couple was recorded in front of a live studio audience of one. Hi Eliza, how are you doing? This episode of Not a Couple it was sponsored by Condolences, the hit new NBC sitcom. It will be a hallmark of your streaming routine.